88.1, K255BT, Monroe, West Monroe, 98.9 FM, K223BI, Greenwood, Shreveport, 92.5 FM, KQJO, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi, 99.3 FM, and K261EB, Lake Charles, 100.1 FM, and online at www.kaytfm.com. The heart and soul of Central Louisiana. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. All right, we're going to be turning to the sixth chapter, the sixth chapter of Genesis. Genesis chapter six. Genesis chapter six, verse 13 through to 18. And I'll be reading in your hearing from the Amplified Bible. Genesis chapter 6, verse 13 through the 18. If you have it, you know it, say amen. amen. And you can go along with whatever version you have there, but I'm sure it's at the right time. And I'm going ahead and read at this moment here the sixth chapter of Genesis, verse 13 through 18. And it says, God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all that lives. For through men the land is filled with violence, and behold, I am about to destroy them together with the land. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make, it, make in it rooms, stalls, and pens, and coops, nests, cages, and compartments, and coat it inside and out with pitch. This is the way you are to make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. That's 450 yards long, 75 yards wide, and 45 yards high, for, excuse me, 45 feet high. You shall make a window for light and ventilation for the ark and finish it to at least 18 inches from the top and set the entry door of the ark in its side and you shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I, even I, will bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens in which there is the breath and spirit of life. Everything that is on the land shall die. But I will establish my covenant, my solemn promise, my formal agreement with you. And you shall come into the ark, you and your three sons and your wife, and your son's wives with you. Verse 22. So Noah did this according to all that God commanded him. This is what he did. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It was a forecast Noah predicted. Like no other forecast which been given before. Prepare for rain. This was not your typical shower or even thunderstorm or even just little, you know, torrential or tropic storm that would happen. No, no. It was an all-out divine downpour. 
He wrestled with his world's concept of their hidden sins and secret wickedness of holding on to grudges and bouts of unforgiveness. Self-gratification was more vital than portraying godly character at this time. Noah struggled in a world where the sins of people are covered with designer wear and lukewarm commitment. He was at wit's end with blatant iniquity and ravishing degradation from God's people and also appalled by the cover-up of religious propaganda and spiritual soapboxes of a people who have lost their first love and now walk in denial. Had the men of that generation obeyed the divine law, they would have recognized the voice of God in the warning of Noah, but their minds had become so blinded by rejection of light that they really believed Noah's message to be a delusion. Every person here today can witness how Noah experienced salvation by the episodes we encountered from this message entitled, and they thought he was crazy. <laughs> They thought he was crazy. The Bible tells us in verse 5 of Genesis chapter 6, look with me. The Bible says, and I'll be going back with different versions. You got to get this. He says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was what, everybody? Great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Can you imagine, Smyrna, being with a people so smart, so intelligent, got all different types of letters behind their names, and, and they can create things, and they live longer, five, six hundred years, but the thoughts are evil continually. Every time you turn on the television, every time that you scroll through social media, every time you jump on the internet, it's an evil persuasion continually yes. nothing good all the time the New Testament sheds light of the time in which we live in today second Timothy what book did we say everybody second Timothy chapter 3 verses 2 through 5 testifies to the same fact that what the world that Noah lived in we live in right now some of us well we don't pay attention now past everything is good you know it, it's lukewarm but we all right I would behoove you to look here with me today. I thank God for his spirit. Yeah. Verse 2, tell us what condition that we're in right now. I hope you can hear me. The word of the Lord says, For men shall be lovers of what, everybody? Pleasure. Lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Boasters. I got this and I got that. You don't have this. You don't have that. Proud. Blasphemous. Disobedient to, oh Lord, disobedient to parents. Yeah, you 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 trying to call the shots and don't pay a lick of rent nowhere. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me in this house. You trying to change this channel, you don't pay for cable, direct TV, fire stick, anything else. Y'all ain't gonna say that in a minute there, it's alright. Some folk are just plain, like the scripture says, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. I'll get close to you as long as I can get out of you what I want. That's the type of world that we live in today, Smyrna. Lord have mercy if you're sitting beside somebody that do that. Verse 3 tells us, yeah, he goes on, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce. We despise those that are good. Jealousy. You think you all that. I nothing. I'm just trying to do the Lord's will. 
Verse 4 said they were, we're traitors. Lord, we'll ride with you as long as we can ride with you. And then we turn our backs on you like a, a, a black mamba snake. And then bite you and spit out all the type of stuff. I'm just saying what the text says. I ain't talking about you. But if this fits you, that's you, honey. All right. Ask God to help deliver you from this. Because guess what? They thought he was crazy. Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure. Still in the text, verse 4 of 2 Timothy. Lovers of pleasure more than what everybody lovers than lovers of God. And here is where we mess up. We have a form of godliness. But we deny the power thereof. Paul says, such turn away from them folk. They don't mean you no good. Bible then records, we go back and talk about Noah's time. And looking at this thing, is, is kind of iffy because Noah was a family man. He was a what everybody? Family man. He did see the Bible doesn't talk much about the wedding of him and Miss Noah. No, it don't mention it. It doesn't mention the celebration of their children. No, it doesn't mention it. It doesn't point out the importance of their courtship, neither of Noah and his sons. However, the condition of the world we find in Scripture broke God's heart. Well, nothing can hurt God. Go back to verse six and seven, and you will discover of Genesis chapter six. Verse 6, and what, what hurts God? Don't nothing hurt God. He almighty. Don't nothing hurt God. Well, let's find out what the text says. Can we go there? Can we investigate today? Verse 6 of Genesis chapter 6 says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. I'm going to get to the understanding of these words in just a moment. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. In other words, in the Hebrew, the word repented used here in this text means that he felt sorry for creating man. Not that he made a mistake, because you know God don't fail at nothing that he do. Somebody ought to say amen. He didn't fail in making you, and he don't fail in anything that he does for the progression of his people. Somebody ought to say amen. Yeah. amen. So it repented him. He felt sorry. The word that you see in verse 6 is another one. It says, and it grieved him at his heart that they're doing this. And I wonder if we were to fast forward today to how we think and our behavior and how we act in such a situation. Do we still grieve the heart of God? Noah's call to ministry was not a momentous acknowledgement. But there was something that centers here in Noah's situation that caused joy in Noah's heart. And we can go here in verse 8 and we find and discover something. The Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amongst this cultural milieu of messed up people, Noah was able to find grace in the eyes of the Lord. We're living in a day and time, beloved, right now where our country is in shambles. I'm not going to talk about the, the leadership because God says pray for them who have ruled over you. Lord, help us today because this ruler here 
definitely is messing up stuff. And if we don't lean and depend on you, Lord, we're going to lose sight of the kingdom. That's why we have to pray, Smyrna, for our leadership in the world. That's why we have to pray for our federal government and our city people and our, yeah, our, yeah, and our country because we are in some bad conditions. We need Jesus now more than we ever needed him before. And I don't know if you ever allowed tears to crisscross up underneath your chin at nighttime where the stress and the tension and stuff that you're going through wakes you up at night. And you're walking the floor, Lord, I don't know how you're going to come through and all of this, but I have the record that you said that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Stay with me, Jesus, because it seems like I'm veering sometime off of the highway and I need some new tires on this road of life they call off-road because some of this stuff here makes me not want to stay on the highway. I, I will be real with you today. Some of this stuff here, look, if this was in the plan, Lord, you know, you can take this plan back and give this to somebody else. He says, no, I'm giving it to you. Amen. Y'all got quiet. Not just to me, but to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like it was read today during the stewardship spotlight. God has given us a responsibility. Since you say we, since you say you know him, we ought to be able to live like we know him. We ought to be able to talk like yeah. we know him. Yeah. We ought to be able to walk like yeah. we know him. Yeah. We ought to be able to behave like yeah. we know him. Yeah. Sit down and eat like we know him. And treat people like yeah. we know him. Yeah. Don't be changing just because the holidays are coming. Folk are waiting for you to change because the seasons change too. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Don't you sit up there and change because the holidays are coming. Oh, we want to be nice during the season. Uh-uh, keep that, keep that, keep that, keep that. Animals know when you fake it. <laughs> These are God's people that we talk about. They know, they know the difference. Oh, you acting, you must have took your medication today. Because there's a change in you. I know you're going to get mad at me, but I got to tell you the truth anyhow. Sometimes when we off or, or when, when it's cloudy, our, our situation changes. Not our situation, but in our inner self, we change. We supposed to be changed because of who's in us, not because of the stuff around us. Woo, my gosh. I'm going to try to talk to you today. You going to let me go? Okay, let me roll on. Let me roll on. So in this, Noah found what everybody grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we all know that verse 9 said that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was 